Thank you for tuning in to the I Am uh, with Kirk Ray Smith podcast, man. I'm so excited about this episode. This is our June episode. Uh, I'm really, really just excited because I'm talking about, you know, how do you, you know, battle and, and how that internal battle when it comes to your mind, relationships, your passion, your purpose, your money, your happy, your happiness, you know what I mean? Your whole value system. I'm excited about this. I hope you all enjoy the podcast and listen, get to me to I am Kirkraysmith.com to get all information about tours, booking uh, links to all my social media platforms. Um, really excited. Got a huge tour coming up soon in the West T- Central Florida area, uh, mainly Tampa Bay, a four or five county coverage area. So definitely, man, stay, stay tuned, stay close, man. Enjoy the podcast. One. You are now tuned in to I Am with Kirk Ray Smith. What you see is what you get. I keep it a buck. Keep it 100 any day. That's a must. I am who I am. Make no apologies about it. I'm real. You ain't never gotta doubt it. What you see is what you get. I keep it a buck. Keep it 100 any day. That's a must. I am who I am. Make no apologies about it. I'm real. You ain't never gotta doubt it. Can't worry about the hate. They ain't up for debate. Cause I love myself too much to be fake. I will represent the truth until I'm blue in the face. Got my eyes on the prize, trying to keep up the pace. Got a lot on my mind, trying to let it be known. I like to shoot it straight, a word that I own. But I don't empty a clip, instead I empty my dome. If we wanna see change, then it starts in the home. Cause what you see is what you get. I keep it a buck, keep it 100 any day. That's a must. I am who I am. Make no apologies about it. I'm real, you ain't never gotta doubt it. What you see is what you get. I keep it a buck. Keep it 100 any day. That's a must. I am who I am. Make no apologies about it. I'm real, you ain't never gotta doubt it. Everybody, it's your boy Kirk Ray Smith here. Y'all know what it is, man. I'm excited. It is June 2022. It is uh, time for our monthly recording of the I Am with Kirk Ray Smith podcast. June 2022. Really excited about this particular episode. And like always, wherever you find your podcast, you can locate. The I Am with Kirk Ray Smith uh, podcast on all major podcast uh, platforms. You can find us there. Uh, also, YouTube, YouTube channel, bunch of uh, video shorts there of a wide variety of topics, subjects, conversations. Um, you can also find uh, information about myself uh, on Two different Facebook pages. One, I am Kirk Ray Smith Facebook page and also Kirk Smith Unlimited and Associates Facebook page. And of course, our website, I am Kirk Ray Smith dot com. Uh, all booking information. 
uh, anything you want to know, tour dates, uh, everything that's coming up. And again, if you want to uh, book me, want me to come out or we can make it happen virtually, you can go to that website and uh, request information and we can go from there uh, to make it happen. Uh, so like we've been doing for the past few months, uh, we have simulcast uh, the podcast recording on Facebook Live, in some cases, IG Live. Uh, not quite YouTube Live yet, but that is forthcoming. Had to have a certain number of subscribers to make that happen. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying. You know, I try everything I can to get the word out in as many spaces and places and as frequently as possible. But as you know, with me, uh, there are no gimmicks. There's no games, uh, no thrills, no bells, no whistles. It's just straight fire, or as I like to call it, barbecue chicken uh, that I try to deliver each and every time, entertain you, enlighten you. Inspiration, that's kind of up to you. Motivation, that's up to you. But I will guarantee information, right? So again, we're excited. I am Kirk Ray Smith Podcast. Glad that everyone who's joined us right now as we record on Facebook Live, but also those who have uh, weren't able to tune in live, but are picking it up and you subscribe to uh, to my podcast. And please subscribe and share the word about the podcast. It's important that you rate me as much as possible. And whatever your ratings are, I accept that. Uh, but the ratings are important. Like me, follow me, subscribe. No cost to subscribe. Uh, that really helps the audience grow. Because, you know, like the other thousands of podcasts that are out there, which I think are amazing. It's great that everybody can express themselves. I think I have some insight. And I have some information that I think people can benefit from, uh, from some of the things that I have to share. Uh, but definitely, I'm excited, man. It's, it's about to go down, man. You know, it's about to go down. It's about to happen. And, you know, and one thing I like to always, you know, preface just about every time I'm, I'm, I'm out speaking. So whether that's, you know, uh, a live audience, virtual uh, podcast, whatever, uh, Rarely will you hear me speak on any subject uh, that I haven't experienced uh, directly, you know, uh, ex experientially, uh, existentially in my own life. Uh, and at worst, anecdotal where I was around it. Um, so I try to make sure that whatever I speak on, you know, that's what it's about. And, you know, yeah, I do want people to subscribe. I want people to follow the Facebook pages, all of our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. As I mentioned, the podcast, uh, go to the website. But I don't do it for that. I do this because I know that I have something to say and I know that what I have to say is significant. I also know that it may not apply to everybody. It may not be significant to everybody, but it's certainly significant and it applies to somebody. And that's why I do what I do. And I've been doing this for a long time. So I'm not new at this. Uh, and so but that's my that's my purpose. That's my reason. That's why I do it. Uh, don't have any monetary um, expectations or motives. Uh, not looking for popularity, uh, but I am helping with clarity. You know what I mean? And that's what I do. So whatever it costs, whatever the price is that I have to pay to spit truth, then, you know, it is what it is, man. Let's go. I'm ready to pay. So with that, man, let's go, man. Let's make it happen, man. Kirk Ray Smith in the building, man. Listen, make comments in the comment section. If you're on Facebook Live, please make comments. I want to hear your feedback. Uh, if you're doing it live or you catch the recording. Also, there is lots of information in those embedded in those comments in terms of contact, how to reach out. I'm sure you'll get some emails in there, some phone numbers and all of that. Whatever it takes, if you want to get to me, if you want to book me, you want me to come out and do something with you. Let's go, man. I have no 
real age limits. I don't have demographic limits, you know, male, female, white, black, brown, yellow, doesn't matter. Uh, I'm ready, man. You know what I mean? It's it's going down. That's what I do. So what I want to talk about with this particular podcast is if you see in the description, I just simply put, I'll fight you. I just simply put, I will fight you. That's right. So what I want to do is I want to fight you right now. So everybody listening, I want to get into a fight with you. I want to, I want to get into a mental and emotional fight. I want to battle you right now. I want to challenge you. Um, I didn't want to make you mad. You know what I mean? If that's what it takes. But I want to fight you right now. All right. So I'm, I'm, be, I'm going to be tough. All right. I want to fight. And but now but the thing is, you know, being a, a, a former uh, army soldier, you know, seven, eight years fighting for this country. I, I'm strategic in my battles, though. You know what I mean? So when I fight you, I'm going to fight you on some, I call them battle points. All right. So instead of this wild, chaotic fight, we're going to structure this battle. All right. I figured, I said, you know what, today, let's structure. Because I know <laughs> when I did the May recording and I was coming after all the moms, right? Because I know it was around Mother's Day and I was like, I'm coming for the moms in May. I kind of snapped a little bit. You know, people told me, Kirk, you snapped. I kind of just, you know, because I'm real passionate, you know, so I had to let the moms know what it is, you know what I mean? So I had to go. So check that out. If you haven't listened to that yet, check out that podcast or you can check it out on Facebook Live on the I Am Kirk Richmond page. You know, you need to sit down for about 45 minutes, though, because I went in on that one. Uh, so but today I would be more strategic. So I have some battle points, right? This is where I want to fight you. Now, this is an individual battle. This isn't about groups. So you can't you, it's just me and you. So you can't get any help. Ain't no backup. We're we going to go at it. I want to get you thinking. And again, don't hesitate to make comments, but I want to hit these battle points real quick. All right. So one is the mind. So I'm going to fight you when it comes to your way of thinking, our way of thinking. Because see, if you think about it, your greatest fights has never been with other people. It's never been with a significant other, a friend co-worker, classmate, neighbor, whatever. Your your greatest battle that you ever going to have in this life is the fight you're going to have with yourself. And real quick, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling real dusty today. So I'm like, I'm rough looking, man. I had to put my hat on. I ain't shaved. I'm, you know, so just, you know, forgive me, y'all. But I'm trying to like, I ain't taking my hat off of nothing. This time, you know how I be coming out my hat and all of that. But I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And so uh, at any rate, you know, have a little bit of connection issues. So my, my apologies. So let's get to it. So the mind, so your greatest fight that you ever going to have in this life will be the, the fight and the battle that you have with your mind. Nobody, there's no thing. You have no greater obstacle in this life than the one that you have within yourself. You are your greatest obstacle. Oftentimes what goes to your mind, number one, never happens in terms of what scares you. Uh, things are far worse when it comes to your imagination than your reality, but that's how it works. That's how the mind works because it is absolutely a battleground. You know, your mind is a, a place of, of, of uh, desperate, I mean, almost ruthless battle because it's all types of things going to run through your mind. None of us are exempt from this. So it is critical that the way that you think uh, will have an impact on your actions. You know, the way that you think will determine a lot of what you do or don't do. So it's important that you, you, you know, you recognize when you engage in this battle with your mind, 
uh, you have to resist the temptation to capitulate or submit to what you're thinking because a lot of times what you're thinking is completely wrong. It's nowhere close to the reality, but that's how it works. Now, that being said, a lot of times things that you do think are, can be reality and can come to pass. I do believe in the power of thought uh, and that it can go both ways, both positive and negative. All right, so that understood. The reality is, is that what happens? Why do you think the way that you think? So oftentimes our minds are based on our experiences of what we've been through, what people have done to us or with us. So a lot of it is external driven from what you witnessed in your lifetime, whether again, existential, empirical or anecdotal, where you actually either went through it or you witnessed it, you saw it. That's going to impact the way that you think. And so when you add the experiences to just what's already pops in your head, it can be a chaotic place. And I get it. Trust me, I deal with it myself to this day that it's a battle. So to, so I want to fight your mind and I want to I want to stand against what you're thinking. I want you I want to I want you. Listen, I'm going to fight you. Your mind tells you, for example, let's and let's deal with some basics, right? Basics. Uh, you're not smart enough. You'll never achieve certain things because you're just not smart enough. Right. See, that's a lie. That's not true. That's a lie. But but again, so one mistake or one fear of mistake or of a mistake shuts us down. Right. We stop because we're paralyzed, petrified by fear. So we don't do anything because we don't want to fail. Or if we fail before, we don't like how we felt. So we don't fail again. So we won't try. You see, so it shuts you down. Right. So when I talk about external the world will tell you what you should look like, how you should feel, how you should act and all this other stuff. And then what we do is we internalize that. And if we don't measure up to what, how we should feel, how we should act, or how we should look based on what the world is saying, we consider ourselves failures or we won't even make an attempt because we, we're failing before we even start based on what they told us we should look like, feel like, think like, right? How we should see things. So it's critical that you have people around you and the type of messages around you that counters that, that's conducive to you being the opposite of those things. So if you're surrounding yourself with negativity and failure and low uh, expectations and people who have no desire on moving forward or advancing, people who only look forward to the weekend, they only look forward to partying, they, all they can think about is their bodies, their number one goal in life is some kind of sexual encounter with how many or whomever they want to be with. They have no motivation beyond a certain thing See, if you surround yourself with those type of people, they're going to absolutely impact your mind. They're going to impact the way you see your worldview, right? They're going to impact that because you're surrounding yourself with, with negativity and with failure and the opposite of success. So your environment, folks, will always win out. Eventually, your environment is going to dominate you. Now, let me say this. I'm excited about social media and, and, and all these thousands of people like myself that can get up and put something on Facebook Live and put out videos and TikToks and podcasts. It's all great. And everybody's an expert these days. I'm going to tell you right now, I have no interest in being looked upon as an expert because I'm certainly not. I am not an expert. I'm not trying to be your, your life coach, so to speak. It's not what I'm here to do. But what I'm here to do is give you some information to enter, to get a little bit of entertainment, a little humor there, but also to enlighten you and give you information and you do with it what you will. OK, so what I'm saying is I'm not making this up. It is it is absolutely a battle in your mind that is influenced by the people around you and where you spend your time. So who you're around will determine how you think. You can't overcome the environment 
that will ultimately dominate you. So you got to change the environment so you can change the way that you think. So what happens to a lot of us, we start to change the way that we think, right? We start getting around different people and our eyes start opening up and we start seeing things differently. But then the people around us haven't advanced or evolved to the level that we have. Now it becomes a conflict for you to be around those people that you once were around comfortably are no longer comfortable. It's almost like your feet are growing, right? Those shoes were spectacular when you wore a size six. Now you wear a seven and they're uncomfortable. You can put them on, but they hurt. And, and, and when you put them on, you can't really move around because when you walk, they hurt. So when you wear them, you just sit there. But and not that you want to sit there. It just hurts to wear those shoes. So if you had shoes that were more appropriate to your size then you can walk better and if they really fit you well, you can run. Does that make sense? But the problem is we're wearing shoes that are too small. So we sit there around people who no longer fit us, but we make them think they fit us because we're worried about hurting their size six feelings, although we're now wearing sevens. So if you're wearing a seven, you should get around people wearing sevens or greater. See, don't hang around people wearing sixes because you can't fit a six. You wear sevens now, but you know you wear sevens. Now, only you know you wear sevens because you're keeping your sevens a secret from the people wearing sixes and below because you don't want to offend them and make them think that their shoes are no longer appropriate because they're smaller than where you are. So what we do is we capitulate and we set ourselves on fire to keep other people warm and we become less than we are to make them comfortable. So we wear sixes. But what you're actually doing by wearing those sixes, yeah, you sitting there and you're not moving and they can't tell that they're hurting you, but they're hurting you nonetheless. And what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for calluses and corns and all kind of uh, uh, foot problems. And then when if you wait too long, when you decide to get up and move, your feet ain't going to be ready for the sevens that they actually can wear because they've been so destroyed and so hurt so badly by the sixes that you should have been out of a long time ago. Does that make sense? So that's what happens. So a lot of us are wearing shoes too small for us. They used to fit. And when they when they fit, they were great. Man, what a, a wonderful pair of shoes they were. That's a pair of shoes that they were. You got the seven sitting right there by the door. You got the eights outside the house, but you refuse to get into your new shoes because you're worried about the six and five and four people. Does that make sense? Okay. Well, your mind does that to you. Do you know that your mind is what keeps you from being who you truly are because you're afraid of something that you shouldn't be afraid of? And look, man, this life is full of us doing things that scare us, man. Like you're never going to be successful until you do something that gives you butterflies. You're never going to be successful until you do something that scares you to death. You're never going to know what it's like to feel true success until you take some risk. Risk and success go hand in hand. If you don't take risk, you're never going to be successful. All right. So now let me segue into relationships. Now, the first battle point is the mind. Talked a little bit about the mind, right? You you, know, you don't look right. You don't sound right. You'll never be right. You'll, you'll never be enough. You'll never have enough. You're not pretty enough. You're too dark. You're too brown. You're too black. You're too skinny. You're too fat. You're too, uh, you know, you're too, 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 too. Like you're never going to achieve. You, you you overthink too much. You, you, you know, you're naive. You're unintelligent. Uh, you don't have enough information. And, and it goes on and on and on about all these things that you're not. So you believe that and your mind tells you that and then you program yourself. And do you realize the negative impact you're having on your health by thinking that way? Do you realize there's an absolute direct correlation to how you think 
and how you see yourself to your actual health. Did you know that? Did you know that you can negatively impact your very own health by thinking the wrong things or allowing those wrong things to dominate you? That will impact, that will impact your blood pressure, cause hypertension. That will impact your brain, uh, uh, leads to all kind of uh, um, uh, below functioning brain function. It can impact your weight. All kind of stuff comes from that thinking. So let's go to relationships. All right, so the first battle point was the mind. All right, so I'm fighting you right now. Some of y'all, I know I'm fighting you right now, and it's cool because I'm excited, and this is a cool fight. And, you know, you can't really, like, reach across the, the screen or out of the podcast and, and, and hit me either, so that's cool. But anyway, relationships. All right, so again, like I shared a little bit before, human beings, we're all relationship-driven. We're social. We, we are social. So whether that's socialized with one person uh, th- uh, you know, three people, 10 people, a hundred people, we're social. All right. So we were made to interact with other human beings. So you, you, what you were not created to be isolated in a corner somewhere. So we all understand that. We also know that a lot of us have been taught if someone is a relative, you know, a cousin, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, whatever, you know, we were created to believe that if this person is related to us by blood, then somehow there's a connection there and we have an obligation and a responsibility to that person and, and because they're related. Well, how many of y'all know that there's no pe- people on earth that will treat you worse than people who are so-called relatives, right? No one does you worse than relatives. No one does you worse than the people you grew up around. That you share the same bed with, the same kitchen with, bedroom, same whatever you same clothes, whatever, same shoes, right? These people, no one's going to treat you worse than them. And one of the main reasons is, is they have that same belief in their mind that you have an obligation to them to do things a certain way and to be a certain way with them because you're related. So automatically, because we have the same blood in our bodies, that we have an obligation and responsibility to do certain things for each other. They have that automatic. Now, here's the next thing. As the years progress, and you get older and say you start to become more progressive and more successful than said relatives. Well, don't you know that they move beyond hatred to envy haters? Well, most haters, you don't even know them. Or if you know them, it's, it's, it's like, hey, what's up? What's going on? It's soft interaction. Maybe on social media or you see them somewhere every now and then kind of associates and, and maybe even some friends occasionally. But envy comes from people who are closest to you because they saw you a certain way and they don't expect you nor do they want you to be more sexual, more successful than them. And here's the thing is that most people who hate on you, who envy you are less successful than you. If you're successful and you're around other successful people, then they're less likely to hate on you because they have their own success. They're less likely to envy you because they have their own success. So people who are successful in and of themselves don't really have the time, bandwidth, capacity, or space to hate on you or envy you because they're too focused on their own success. People who are not successful, who are not going in the same direction as you are, who don't have the same intention, will, drive, and determination as you, those are the ones that hate on you and envy you because you don't represent what they represent. And if you did, that's no longer the case. And that's problematic for them. And that is not just limited to cousins and brothers and niece. We're talking about spouses. We're talking about significant others. We're talking about people who are 
uh, close friends, supposedly, and all this other stuff that's been around you, they all fit in that category where they don't think you should be successful or more successful than they are. And if you are, you shouldn't be more successful without their help. And they think that they are supposed to play a significant role, have some direct responsibility for your success, when in many cases, they have they play a role and have a direct responsibility for the opposite. Because you listen and you believe them and you allow them to influence how you see yourself once again. And so now when they no longer have that control, you become the problem. And that's true across the board. So you see, I'm going to fight you right now. And you have to be willing for those people who you truly love. You got to be willing and ready for them to, to no longer love you, no longer like you. You even have to be prepared for them to spite you. You have to be ready for those people to no longer see you the way that they once did. And that's actually good for you because if they see you different, they're going to act different. And if they're not going to act different, they won't act at all around you. You follow me? that you have to have that mentality. It's so hard for us to gear it on. Man, I'm making it sound easy. But it is so difficult for us to get past the desire to be loved and liked and embraced. You have to grow past that. Maturation is critical to peace and happiness in your life. You have to mature past and overcome the desire and the power of being loved and liked by certain people. Like you, you have to move past that. I know it's hard. And listen, my life has been a life that's actually helped facilitate my mentality because I've been through so much pain, so much uh, rejection and frustration and disappointment and betrayal and all of that, that I've actually been conditioned to do this. So again, I, so I, that's kind of like how I got here is I've been, I've been, I've been forced into how I am, but I'm actually grateful for that because it's made my life that much better and given me a lot more peace from within. Again, this battle is not a, a group battle. This is an individual fight that you got to fight uh, without uh, other people around, this is your battle. I'm fighting you right now. It's relationships that could cost you, even with your own children. That the sum of who you are, like I told the moms in May, the sum of your existence cannot be in your children solely. Yes, you brought them into this world, you raise them, you take care of them, you love them, and you should love them. And, they, and, and I pray to God that your kids outlive you and, and they live great, successful lives. But your life, the sum of who you are, is not defined by your children. Because your children aren't your legacy, they're individuals. They can grow up to do something completely opposite uh, uh, from what you taught them. And that's their right to do so, and you don't have control over that. All you have control over is how you parent them, how you raise them, how you model, and the examples you give them. That's all you have control over. What they decide to do is what they decide to do, just like you decide to do what you decide to do with your life. They need that right to do that. You should protect them, you should watch out for them, you should support them, absolutely. However, you are not responsible for their lives on a go-forward basis. So kids can grow up to hurt you, betray you, hurt your feelings, ignore you, dog you, put you down, even steal from you. Whatever it is, they can grow. So, and it can happen. It's happened to a lot of parents. Maybe people listen to me right now. So, you, you know, that, that can't, they're going to go on with their lives. So you have to realize that, okay, what are those relationships that's going to make me the happiest? What are those relationships that's going to give me joy? Who are those people when I'm around them, something leaps inside of me? Like my, it's like I feel something jump in my belly when I'm around these people. 
or this individual, whomever. Surround yourself with people that you lighten up, you brighten up when you see them. Surround yourself with people. If they, if they make you smile when they're not around and you think about them, those are the kind of people you should be around. You know what I'm saying? If, if you can't wait to see them and maybe it's been a week, maybe it's been a month, two months, two days, five days, one day, whoever, if whatever, if you if people that you're excited to see, that's who you should be around. People who are excited to see you, that's who you should be around. Those are the people that I believe God has put in your life to help get you to where you need to be because they represent something that's intangible, that's invisible even. And those are the people that's in your life not so they can take advantage of you, not so they can get something from you, manipulate you, and set you up. These are people that only have one interest and one interest only, and that's your success, your happiness, and your peace. And they're willing to do whatever it takes to contribute to that, even if they got to make sacrifices for that to come to fruition. Those are the kind of people you need to be around. Those are the kind of, if you feel like that about people, those are the kind of people that should be around you. Not the opposite. You don't, anybody that manipulates you don't care for you. That's what I'm saying. They're not... They don't care. A manipulator doesn't care for you. A manipulator cares about one thing. It's narcissistic, it's control, and it's power. And they want to dominate you. A manipulator has no interest. I'm a manipulator does not love you. Anybody that manipulates you regularly or tries to does not love you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And it has nothing to do with I've known them for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. It means nothing. Anyone who manipulates you does not love you. They love the how you are and what they get from you because they've been successful at manipulating you, but they don't truly love you because a person that truly loves you would never try to manipulate you or take advantage of you or set you up or weaponize your past, weaponize your mistakes, weaponize your errors, weaponize. All. See, that's what they do. People try to weaponize your past against you. Any mistake that you ever made, they save it for a weapon and they try to beat you over the head with it all the time and try to crush you and again try to set you up to get something out of you they don't love you and manipulators come in all shapes and sizes all ages all colors all genders man and and you got to watch that guy some of y'all got friends who manipulate you all the time and guilt trip you into giving them stuff and you giving every time because you want them to be okay and they know that man manipulation you learn at a young age. Kids, they learn how to manipulate at a young age. You know, they come up with these crack it out tears when they want something, they get in trouble. They feel like if they cry, then they'll, you know, you'll forget what you know they're saying or whatever. People do it all the time, man. I'm telling you. All right. That's the second battle point. Third one, passion. Okay, listen. You and I have to realize what our passions are, man. And the great thing about passions, they they're not static, right? They can change. Passions can be fluid. You can love something, doing something this year and love doing something totally different next year. That's the beauty of passion. You know, that being said, those passions are the things that bring you joy. And you love to do some of you, some of us or a lot of us. Our passion is actually woven into our personality. Some of y'all are very helpful people. You're very supportive. You like to help. You like to look out for people. That's your passion. It's helping. Right. So anybody that tries to come and say, hey, Kirk Ray, if that's a passion of mine, they say, well, you shouldn't help people. Well, you're telling me not to perform my passion. And a lot of times, man, it's going to get you right here, man. <laughs> See, a lot of times when people start telling you, well, you help people too much, right? How many of y'all heard that before? You do too much. You, you're helping too many people all the time. See, a lot of times when people tell you that, it's not, listen, that they care about 
you running yourself ragged, helping people, they want you to help them more. They want more of your attention. It's not that they want, <laughs> they care about you being worn out and used by people. They tell you to stop helping people because they want you to help them more. They want to use you more. So they're almost jealous of the fact that you're helping somebody else when you should be helping them more, no matter how much you've done for them. You can do a hundred things for a person. And if you and if, if, if you do 99 right and one wrong and they bang on the one wrong thing that you did, you need to stop helping them. That's your sign right there. If I do 100 things to you and 99 were perfect and one was wrong and you spend your energy getting on me about the one thing I did, you need to stop helping that person because they don't see the 99. They only see the one. Why? Because they want to weaponize your mistakes against you. Don't celebrate the 99. I'm going to crush you for the one. See, that's the, you, you have a, people, and I believe in prayer and all of that, but a lot of what we need, God put in front of us. You got the answers right here. You don't have to ask God or some, some spiritual uh, deity for an answer. You already got the answer. If somebody getting on you and you did 100 things for them and they keep talking about the one thing over and over and over, then that tells you all you need to know. There's nothing else to be said. There's no more signs. That's all you need. So, but again, if your passion is helping people, then people who really care about you and your passion would encourage you to keep helping people. There's a balance to everything. But I'm not going to tell you to stop helping people because, you know, I think it's too well. That's, it might be too much of me because I ain't you. That might not be my passion. It's your passion. If you like going for walks, then go for walks. You like to travel, then travel. You like to sit on a balcony or sit on a porch and smoke a cigar, then sit on a balcony or porch and smoke a cigar. You want to go, you like to go have a glass of wine, go have a glass of wine. You like to go shopping alone, go shopping alone, man. You like to go for long drives, go for long drives. You know what I learned about people? It's the little things, man. Most people, it's the little things that drive them, man. Not the big, the big giant stuff is cool, but it's those little things that are important to people. And see, it's important that, again, if you love people and people love you, then they, they, they got to make room for you to do the things that you're passionate about, even though they might not feel the same. You have a right to your own passions. And here's what happens in these relationships. You get wrecked because the person wants to dominate and control everything about you, even your passions. And what do we do? We abdicate our power, our position. We capitulate and we hand over the keys of our passion to another human being. Once you do that, then you have pretty much relegated yourself to servitude and submission for the rest of your life. Once you give up the keys to your passion to another person to dictate for you what those passions look like, man, you're in trouble. It's hard to get that back. It's hard to, to take that back because the person's so used to controlling that, man, man, you don't even know how to act. And then when you, when the passions are in your lap, when the keys are given back to you, a lot of times, or to us, a lot of times we don't know what to do with it because we handed it over, man. I've been through this where I gave my passions to other people and I let them decide for me what makes Kirk happy. And if they don't, if they didn't agree, listen, if they didn't agree that, 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 that Kirk's happiness if they thought that's the wrong thing for Kirk, then Kirk just adjusted to it because they said it was wrong for Kirk. So Kirk said, well, if they say it's wrong, then it must be wrong. And oh, my God, how many things have I missed out on in my life because somebody else decided for me? And they said I shouldn't do it. So I didn't. But I really wanted to do it. You know how they say you can you can you can force a person against their will, but they're of the same persuasion still. Like, you know what I mean? And it hurt, guys. Like many years I suffered 
because I gave my passions up to other people and they decided for me. And I didn't want to do anything to hurt them. So I held my own passion so they could be happy. And that's what they did to me. And I allowed it to happen. And I suffered for it, man. For years, I suffered. Pain. Doing stuff. You ever did something? You weren't even happy. You, you just went and hung out to a party or, or around people, in-laws, whoever. You don't like these people. But you just do it because they want you to do it. So you sit there and you're not happy. Man, take control, man. You follow me? Then purpose. Now your passion, they're for you. They belong to you. These my passions. These mine. And the beautiful thing about passions, think of it like a like a chest, like a private chest that only you have the lock or the combination to. See, I learned to take all my passions and I put them in my chest. And I lock the chest and nobody can get into my chest but me. These are my passions. See, what I learned, man, if they can't see it, they can't touch it. If they can't touch it, they can't destroy it. See, people can't destroy what they don't know about. See, if they don't know what your passions are, they can't touch them. So what I did, y'all, I stopped telling them what makes my what my passions are. I stopped talking about it and started doing it. And nobody can get to them. They don't even know what they look like. I'm telling you, to the people I know, I'm a mystery. The ones that don't know me, I'm mysterious. You see, so I've learned to do my passion without permission or approval. I don't even run it by them no more. Because they might. I know. I know it's hard. People hate me for that too, man. Some people stop talking to me, as a matter of fact. Don't even treat me the same because I did that. But it is what it is, man. I'm, I want to take the risk. I'm willing to bet it all on me. I'm going to bet it all on myself. This mountain, I will die. I will die on this mountain. I'm going to risk it all for Kirk Ray. Not sometimes, not occasionally, but Kirk Ray all day. Kirk Ray every day. Kirk Ray in every kind of way. You see what I'm saying? And I'm willing to go as far as I need to go for Kirk Ray. See, that for a long time, I didn't have him in talent, and it hurt me. I paid for it, man. I'm telling you. You don't, you don't want to sit down and chop it up with me. I paid for this stuff, man. My I was destroyed because of that wrong thinking. Not no more. Now, passion is for you, personal. Purpose, that's for other people. Right? I talked about helping people before. Again, it's the fourth battle, battle point. I got two more battle points after this. All right? Purpose, that's for the world, man. See, when I talk about my purpose, I'm trying to help other people. See, your passion is so you can live. I, mean, I learned this, man. My passion is so Kirk Ray can live. The life he wants, the way he wants. That's how my passion. You know, my passion is all about me living so I can live. Your purpose is so other people can live. You see? So now when I do my purpose, I'm trying to set other people up to live. So you mean help come over, clean the house, cut the grass, rake the leaves, pick the kids up. You know, some of y'all do hair, I, I, I crochet, braids. I know I don't know the difference, but you get what I'm saying. Plats, braid, whatever it is. You need a haircut. Y'all know I, I've been cutting hair since I was 15. You know what I'm saying? Uh, whatever it is, you need help. You need, you need some extra. If I got money on me, I can help you financially. If you need somebody to come out and encourage you and give you some information, I can do that too. You need a job or, or some a door open. I, I can help you with that. I, I mean, I, I want to try to feed as many people as possible. I want to protect 
uh, women and children from domestic violence and men as well. I want I want to protect human trafficking survivors. I, I want to provide shelter for homeless families. I want to make housing affordable for all people. Like I, I want to do all these things that I want to do. It's what I do. These are my passions. It's what I do on a regular basis. It's who I am, Kirk Ray. I want to help young people realize their potential. I want them to recognize how great they are. I want to tell young girls, love you. Listen, I wish I could tell every adolescent on earth pre-adolescent, adolescent on earth, or at least in America, I wish I can tell them all. Learn how to value yourself and love yourself early. Figure out that your body is not, listen, was not, you were not given a body or a shape to be taken advantage of and abused. The sum of who you are is not your body type. It's not your complexion. It's not how thick you are, how skinny you are, how long your hair is, how much makeup you can wear, how good you can dance. Uh-uh. See, your value is not that. I wish I could tell every girl this. Listen, them boys don't love you. I know they said it. I know they talk about it. But is it impossible? It is impossible for a 14, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old boy to love you. Hell, it's impossible for a 30-something-year-old to love you. In some cases, 40 or 50. Listen, they don't love you. They love what you look like. They love the idea of what they can do to you. See, what you need to do is say, okay, as much as they love the idea of what they can do to you, then you need to love the idea of what you can do to yourself. I wish I could tell every young girl this on the planet over and over and over until they believe it. I would tell them, I get it, but don't give yourself to a marriage at 18, 19, and 20. Live your life. Learn how relationships experience. See the world. So you will never, ever, 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 ever live through another human being. No. You don't live through a person, man. Your life is between you and God. And then everybody else falls in line. That's how it works. I don't live through the eyes of a person. I live through the eyes of God. And the sight he gave me. I wish I could say that to every young boy. You ain't got to be hard and tough all the time. You ain't got to be how the most muscles and, and all of that. And you ain't got to be the guy that can fight and beat everybody up. It ain't about what you have and how many nice clothes and cars and money. That is not the sum of who you are. That is not your existence, how mighty and strong and dominant you can be. No! Learn how to dominate your own life, little boy. Learn how to, God bless the child that can hold his own. Get your own mind. Set your own norms and values and parameters for yourself, not another person. Folks, we're in a fight right now. See, that part of my purpose. So my purpose is so others can live, but my passion is so I can live. And trust me, if you try to perform your purpose, which many of us have listening right now, and I'm talking to you right now, many of us have spent our lives performing our purpose but never recognizing your passion. And if you did, you put it under a rug. You put it to rest. You laid it down. You tucked it away. You, 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 so, so nobody can see it, and not even yourself. You hit it, and every time you thought about your passion, you got emotional because you weren't doing it. Then what happens is people start coming into your life because you start changing. Your mind starts changing. And then you get people in your life that, listen, start celebrating your purpose and promoting your passion. And that's when your feet start to grow. See, that's back to that size six again. And see, when your feet start growing, the six is no longer comfortable because you recognize your passions like never before. As a matter of fact, not only are you walking in your passions now, you're coming up with new ones. It's called self 
discovery. Do you realize how multidimensional you are? It's like going through door after door after door inside of who you are and you discover who you are and you realize how amazing, how perfect, how spectacular God made you. And you, oh my God, you had no idea you had this ability, this capacity. You didn't even know you could feel like this. Look what happened when you started recognizing your passions. And then as a result, you got better at your purpose because you got better at yourself. And now you can do more than you ever did before because you walk in your passion. Do you realize your passion is the battery pack for your purpose? So some of y'all been underperforming on your purpose because you've been running on fumes and you ain't got no real energy. And the energy you have is fake anyway because it's, it's, it's here one day and gone the next. That ain't real energy. What kind of energy is that that disappears as soon as you use it? That ain't real energy. That's fake. See, you're running on air. You're running on empty. And see, when you're running on empty, you start your body start reacting to it. You start getting gaining weight. You start getting sick. Your back gets sore. Start getting headaches. Start dealing with hypertension, diabetes, all these diseases and sickness. And 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 and, and you start mentally breaking down, and your functioning ain't work. And listen, and you listen. Some of y'all think you can sex it away. Sex don't heal you from nothing. You can have sex seven days a week, twice a day, fourteen times in one week. It ain't gonna change a thing. Yeah, you felt good for a minute, but that's all it was was a temporary euphoric feeling because it went away. If it was so great, you wouldn't have to do it twice a day. See, this is the problem, folks. It don't work like that. It's more than a walk in a park, flowers and ice cream and a hot date. Uh uh-uh. uh, a new car, new house. Uh uh-uh. uh, new job, new money. Uh-uh, that will never, ever, 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 ever fix you. That doesn't fix you, bruh or sis. See, this thing, right? this battle is in here. And when you get strong in here and in here, it's on and popping. Chicken, that's what I do, man. That's what I bring, barbecue chicken, not baked chicken, not boiled chicken, not broiled chicken, not steamed chicken. I bring barbecue hot chicken. You know, the type of chicken with the little, the little grill marks on it. Telling you, man, that's how it goes. So passions for you, so they can, so you can live. Purpose is for them, so they can live. You need both. Next one, money. Man, we got to get this right. <laughs> Listen, I don't care what your vision is. I don't care what your purpose, your intentions, your passions. Man, you need money. You need to, you need money. You need monetary assistance to do these things. Bottom line, right? And money, they got us all tricked into thinking that if I only make a certain amount of money, I can't be successful. I can't you know, live a good life. I can't be comfortable. And that's not how it works, man. It ain't about how much money you make. It's how much, how much money you keep. It's about how much not your money controls you, but how you control your money. That's what it comes down to. You see what I'm saying? That, that's, how, that's how money works, man. You know what I mean? Like you could, you could be living like a millionaire and never come close to making a million dollars a year, but you can live like one. You see what I'm saying? There's a way where you can take money and you can use money to your full advantage and money can become an employee. Money can become like a minion for you. Like your money could be a worker. Like every dollar you have can become a worker for you. Did you know that? And I ain't talking about being all rich and wealth. There's a way to do it, man. See, our problem is, is that when we come across a little bit of money, see some of y'all, you, you've been living too long for an income tax return. You, you, you living uh, too long waiting for a tax return. And so you can go buy stuff and do stuff or y'all get a check or some money come in or you whatever. And you go, see, that's not how it works. That's see that that doesn't money's not attracted to you, man. You know, what you, you know, people who do that, who look forward every year to an income tax return. So they can go splurge and buy stuff or if they get money real quick, 
as soon as they get it, they spend it, and it's, and it's all driven by materialism. I call those people one night stands, man. That's how money be treating them. Like a two dollar hole, man. Seriously, because money come through, <laughs> you blow it, <laughs> get it in, <laughs> and it's gone. You know what I mean? Like coming and hit you. Like you get hit with the money and then it dip on you. Until next time, ho. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's what it is. It's like that's how tr- you let it control you like that. And then you raise your kids the same way. And you and you and you make them think it's all about stuff and the nicest and the newest and the and the most. Oh man. But that's how money treats you. Like a like a two dollar hole, man. People who just do that. They just can't wait to get paid on Friday to go blow it or whatever. Or they can't wait to income tax returns and all this other stuff. You know, you got people like that. And see, you got to take control over that because that money can have a whole lot to do with your emotional stability. And your ability to manage your money has a, plays a big role in your future. And it plays a big role in your current situation, but your future, even more importantly. And so that battle is a fight. I know culturally for us, being a black person, growing up around all black people in a black community, that that was a thing that did the most damage to us is uh, not that money wasn't coming to us, but what we did with it when we got it and how we were taught to look at it. We were taught to live not about thriving, but surviving. So check paycheck to paycheck. We weren't no one taught us about good credit and, and, and investing and all of that stuff. So I never learned that coming up. So I made a lot of mistakes early in my life. And, you know, not, not knowing how to leverage credit, not knowing how to invest, none of that stuff. And I felt if I only made, you know, $12 an hour, then I can only go so far in life. Well, that's a lot. It's a lot you can do with that. Right. But again, the, 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 where it starts with money is a mentality and the way you got to look at money and stop letting it control you. And you got some people who they, they buy friendships and relationships in favor with money. That's all they had. They have not, no, there's no content. There's no substance to them. Right. And money knows that, too. So, again, that's a subject. Again, we can get into later, but there's more information I can provide for you, and I provide that at the end of the podcast. But again, money. And the last one is happy, happy versus happiness. So, so the so I got one, two, three, four, five, six. The final one, the final battle point. I'm fighting y'all right. I told y'all I was gonna get into a fight. I told y'all we was gonna get into a fight today. Fighting y'all right now. I'm probably not fighting fair. I'm sorry. So happy versus happiness. So I'll make it simple for you. Now, I like ice cream. I don't like to eat it all the time. And one of the reasons I don't like eating ice cream a lot, because it, it, every time I eat it, for some reason, I, I have a reaction like with my, my teeth. And I don't know what it is, the sensitivity or whatever, but I do like ice cream. I like butter pecan ice cream. My favorite is black walnut. Hard to find it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. And, and y'all know Grater's ice cream. You know, black walnut was a big deal when I used to live up there growing up as a kid. But I really like black walnut ice cream. But when I eat ice cream, it makes me happy. Man, I like happy ice cream uh, right but then when i finish eating ice cream i'm not happy anymore about the ice cream because the ice cream is gone so my happy's gone right you know so people can make you happy like i'm happy i'm happy right now i'm happy, having a good time you know happy you know but you know but again a lot of times when you're happy especially when you're used to trauma and drama you know and they, they, what they call it stressing me street like if you live on stressing me street and you're around people that's always stressing you out and all of that when you're used to that when you are happy it's fleeting because the, when you are in the midst of your happy happy time time you're thinking about the stress that's awaiting you once the happy dies down so really you ain't really happy you know what i'm saying it's all right but you know it's gonna be over in a couple hours or the next day 
as soon as something go wrong or whatever. So you just kind of deal with it, but you know it ain't going to last. But that's how it works when you're trying to be happy because it comes and it goes and you can't trust it because you make poor decisions when you're happy. You know, you don't think things through, whatever. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. But happiness, mm -mm, that's longstanding. See, happiness is like joy. When, when, when happiness exists inside of you, right, you can deal with sad days, unhappy times or whatever. You can deal with it because happiness is sustainable. See, true happiness, you don't wonder when it's over. You know what true happiness, again, being around people that make, that give you butterflies and make you leap when you're around them, when you talk to them, when they text, when their name pop up for a text message or they call you or whatever, or you see them on social media or whatever it is, like people like that. I know I'm going to see them on Thursday. You know what I mean? Like people like that. See, th those people are part of your happiness. And see, that's sustainable because that has nothing to do with what might happen in the next day or the day after, because this Happiness can't be threatened by stress in the street, you know, false accusations and, and garbage and, and all this stuff. See, that happiness sustains itself. And see, people who walk in happiness, they just walk different. They talk different. They don't post everything they're doing on social media. They're not looking for all these likes and hearts. See, people who do that, they're not they're not operating happiness. They're looking for happy. So if they say pray for me, but don't ask me why. See, they're looking for happy. Right. You know, happy birthday to me. And they're looking for happy. If they see a like and makes them smile, more power to you. If that's what you do, do you. Who am I to decide that? I'm just not my opposition. I'm just saying they're looking for happy, right? Let's go have fun tonight. They're looking for happy. See, happiness says the hell with tonight. Let's, let's be happy long term. Tonight, tomorrow, and the day after that. And what happy does, this is the beautiful thing about happiness. Happiness, a lot of times, first of all, is yours. You go get it. It's your responsibility. Nobody's responsible but you. When people who are operating happiness around each other, then they lower the expectations for each other, meaning that if I'm truly your happiness, if I'm walking in happiness, then I require very little of you other than your existence because your existence is confirmation of true happiness because sometimes you might not make me happy. You might do something that makes me unhappy. Hell, you might do something that makes me sad. You might even frustrate me. But because we operate in this happiness space, then you allow, you're allowed a certain amount of margin for error because we are operating happiness, not happy, because neither of us can trust happy because it's unreliable. Sometimes it's unbelievable. And sometimes happy is fake. People try to act fake happy around you, but they're really not. How many times have you faked like you were happy, but you really weren't? You really, was, you really weren't. Come on. Come on, y'all. See, I thought y'all was going to fight you. How many times you act satisfied, but you really weren't satisfied? <laughs> How many times you smile, but inside you, you're frowning? You know what I mean? You, you capitulate. You just, you know. Do things and go places and be around people you only like being, but you fake it. See, that's how happy it is. Happy, you can't trust it because it's unreliable. And don't you know happy will turn on you? Because the very thing that made you happy for that moment will tear your ass up the next day. And how you damn running down the street in your drawers, man. So happy you can't trust, but happiness is real because you can feel happiness sometimes even when you when you operating with people when you're around folks 
that, that operate in that happiness with you. This is how it works sometimes. Y'all can get into an argument and laugh right in the middle of it. That's happiness. Or <laughs> try to be mad at each other and y'all texting, F, yeah, F, you texting, texting, on the phone, whatever. Soon as y'all see each other, y'all forget what y'all was mad about. Somebody tell me to talk to me. Happiness. Big difference. Now, God gave us this. Now, my thing is, if you got that information, what you going to do with it? Because what I do know, and you can't argue and fight me if you want. So if you want to fight, let's go. But you can fight me all day, but you know and I know. You know what your happiness is. You know exactly what it is. If somebody forced you to answer that question, you will answer it. Right? You know it. So the question is, if you know that, what you going to do about it? Some of y'all know what your passions are. You're not moving. Why? You know what your purpose is. You're stagnant. Inertia. Why? See, you know. You don't need me to tell you. God don't even need to tell you no more because you know. So you got to be careful, guys. I'm not saying don't be happy and don't look for happy situations. What I'm saying, you can't trust it because happy is not consistent. But happiness is. Happiness is more of a consistent, stable feeling inside that has nothing to do with momentary stuff. Happy is momentary. And just because somebody say you make me happy doesn't mean you represent their happiness and vice versa. You can have people that don't represent your happiness that can make you happy for a minute. But you know and I know that that ain't going to last because that ain't happiness. It's just simply happy. You know it ain't going to last. I know it. You, you, you know it. I've been through it. I go through it. I've been through it a lot where I'm like, oh, man, you made me so happy. Beep, 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 beep. Only for my heart to be broken in a week. I love you. Oh, Kirk, I love you. I'll do anything for you. I'll go anywhere with you. I'll walk through the fire with you, Kirk. I got you. I love you. As soon as something happened, or you hurt them, <laughs> remember, you've been doing 100 things for them every day. You slipped up and only did 99. They're going to yell at you for the one. They don't love you, man. They love how you are, not who you are. You could be with somebody 10, 20, 30 years who love how you are and never really loved who you are. And, and how you know is when you start coming into who you are and they start having problems with that. That's how you know they love how you are, not who you are. Those are very same people that can watch your feet grow and know that you're sitting there in pain wearing a size six when you know you need to wear a seven. They know your feet too big for them shoes and they know that they hurt on your feet and they watch you there racked with pain because you're worried about how they feel. Do you ever get tired of spending all your time, all your energy worrying about other people, taking care of them and make sure they're happy and they have what they need and they don't even reciprocate? They have no idea that what they're doing to you. They don't even reciprocate or give you back what you've given them. Does, do you ever get tired of that? Does that ever get to you? you know what I mean? or, is, or is that your life? Is that the life you're going to live until you die? You know how many people in the grave right now just like that? Dying, wearing the six, and they was eight nines. And they suffer for it, bruh. So I'm fighting y'all right now. So fight. Now I'm getting to the end. 
So all of this represents your values, man. This is your value system, your mind, your relationships, your passion, your purpose, your money, happy versus happiness. All this represents your value system. So I'm going to fight you and get you to pay attention to you and maximize who you are in this life before it's said in this is a cold world. People are evil, man, and they don't care about you. It's a fact. But the question is, do you care about yourself? Kirk Ray Smith, I am. The I am podcast, man, with Kirk Ray Smith. Listen, get to my website. I am KirkRaySmith.com. You want to book your man? That's where you go, man. You want information about what I'm doing? I'm up to. That's where you go. You know what I mean? Book me. I am KirkRaySmith.com. You need help? We talk about finances. We talk about getting stronger. Position yourself and your family. Listen, holler at me, man. Just send me an email. KirkSmithUnlimited at gmail.com. KirkSmithUnlimited at gmail.com or go to my Facebook page. KirkSmithUnlimited and Associates. Just send me a message. I'll get back to you. You know what I mean? Yo. Social media, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all of it. I am Kirk Ray Smith. We got some tours coming up locally here in uh, uh, West Central Florida. There's some tours coming up in the Tampa Bay area. I'm talking about four or five county coverage. I will be on tour. All right, it's called the Raise the Village Tour. Raise the Village Tour. There's more information to come. Keep a close eye on my Facebook pages. All right, it's going to be sponsored by Hope Villages of America, another organization that I represent. I'm going on a 20-date tour this summer, primarily in the Tampa Bay area. We're going to cover four or five counties. So keep your ears open. It's going down. We're going to make it happen. These are intimate, too. I'm talking like 50 to 100 people max. It's about to happen. The tour date's going to come out. We're going to put them on my website. They're going to be on the whole Villages website. It's going to be on all my social media pages. I'm telling you, it's going down. Come out. But you got you to book, though. You got to reserve, right? The space is limited. But it's going down, man. The action is happening. Appreciate y'all, man. You know what I mean? So share this, like, share, let people know, put people's names in the comment. If there's a certain minute mark where you thought someone was particularly powerful or resonated or you think it might resonate with somebody, just tell them, hey, at this minute mark, you need to listen to this man because he's making sense, man. But I appreciate y'all, man. Have a great month. This is our June podcast. All right. So I don't know if I got nothing left until July. I'll be real busy. <clears throat> but y'all enjoy your, your rest of your Sunday. Rest, relax, man. Kick back. Grab a cigar, get you some coffee, glass of wine, drink a choice. Y- y- y'all who know me know how I get down, man. You know, I'm probably going to just, after this, man, I'm, probably gonna, I'm tired. So I'm probably going to get out on my porch, you know, get me a cigar, you know what I mean? An adult beverage, kick back and chill, relax, because I got to go in, man. Come Monday, it's back to war, man. I got to battle, man. I got stuff to do. I got to get back out there, man, to my purpose. But, man, I know I'm going to be successful at my purpose because I'm so darn good at my passion. And and listen, I'm good at my passion. So I know I'm going to dominate when it comes to my purpose, man. What's happening, man? Y'all have a good day, man. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Make it happen, man. Let's go, man. One. What you see is what you get. I keep it a buck. Keep it 100 any day. That's a must. I am who I am. Make no apologies about it. I'm real. You ain't never gotta doubt it. What you see is what you get. I keep it a buck. Keep it 100 any day. That's a must. I am who I am. Make no apologies about it. I'm real. You ain't never gotta doubt it. Can't worry about the hate. They ain't up for debate. 
Cause I love myself too much to be fake I will represent the truth until I'm blue in the face Got my eyes on the prize, trying to keep up the pace Got a lot on my mind, trying to let it be known I like to shoot a straight A word that I own But I don't empty a clip, instead I empty my dome If we wanna see change, then it starts in the home Cause what you see is what you get I keep it a buck, keep it 100 any day That's a must, I am who I am Make no apologies about it I'm real, you ain't never gotta doubt it What you see is what you get I keep it a buck Keep it 100 any day That's a must, I am who I am Make no apologies about it I'm real, you ain't never gotta doubt it